Go! Wait, wait, wait. So, it's like a race? A race? He's a race! I hope I win. Um, what are the, uh, rules? There's only one rule. Are you ready? Here it is. There are no rules. Go! Go! So, now, when you say go, you mean just go? Uh, b begin, commence, uh, start moving. Theoretically, you have been racing for about 40 seconds, and so far, Mr. Schaefer is winning because he's nearest to the door. Welcome to the Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. This is Eric. Across from me is Arwen. You can follow us on Twitter at FuntimeMovies1. That is FuntimeMovies and the number one. Also, we now have a Facebook, right? Yes. And what is the Facebook? Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. Happy Fun Time Movie Hour on Facebook. So you can follow us there as well. We're just going to just jump right into this. Okay. How big of a Smash Mouth fan are you? Not very. Not very. Yeah, me either. <laughs> uh, but, you know what? They got some catchy tunes. I mean, I, I remember listening to them in the early 2000s and be like, yeah, I like them. Yeah. Because they were different, right? Well, they were different and they were catchy, but then the radio played them constantly and then suddenly they were in every movie and it was the same song yeah i shrek we should look up like how many <laughs> movies this song has ever been in and, and we're talking about the movie all, or the song all star yes. um this isn't the first movie it was in i don't think i think it was in uh mystery men first with uh ben stiller janine garofalo Artie lang was in it i mean it's a weird movie what movie were no not yet <laughs> I'm going to. <laughs> anyway, this movie is Rat Race. Um, this is one of my favorite comedies. It was very funny. First time I watched it, it reminded me of The Cannonball Run. And I had seen a movie from like, I don't know, 1960s called It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. Yeah. I don't know how many Mads is in there. There's a lot. But there's a lot. Yeah. And... uh this movie is rated PG-13, so you can take your kids to it. Mm -hmm. There's nothing really dirty in it. No. There's there's some side boob. There's some side boob, yeah. Barely. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and it was uh, a 2001 film. Um, Pre-9-11, as we'll talk about in a minute or two. Um, the total run time of this movie is 1 hour 52 minutes. It didn't feel like it was that long, though. No, that's because we're having a good time while watching it. It's not yeah. like we're watching, I don't know, something The Last hate. Starfighter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a dig. <laughs> anyway, uh, directed by Jerry Zucker. And you know who he is, right? I think we've seen quite a few of his things, right? Uh, we've seen, yeah, we've seen uh, Airplane. Oh, yeah. I love yeah, Airplane. He directed that, or co-directed it with his brother, I think. And uh, Ruthless People. Okay. A couple other movies. He's funny. Mm hmm And he gets the slapstick type feel of this movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, this movie has a huge cast. Yeah. And I'm not going to say everybody's name, but I'll hit some of the uh, high notes, okay? We got Brecken Meyer. He is the most vanilla, boring-looking human being on the face of this planet. Aw. Uh... We got Amy Smart, who I don't think she's been in a movie that has made money. Cuba Gooding Jr., 
Academy Award winning Cuba Gooding Jr. We got Seth Green, you know. Yeah. You know, he's in Family Guy as Chris Griffin. Uh-huh. Uh, currently. Robot. Robot Chicken. He is Robot Chicken. Um, then we got this guy, Vince Vialoff. He, uh... <laughs> this poor guy. <laughs> um, so... He's not on any of the posters or promo material for this movie. Really? Even though he is in almost the entire film. Yeah. And the reason is, is because his agent told him to hold out for more money because it was a starring role. Oh. And uh, so they just didn't put him on anything. That's unfortunate. Um, he's since fired that guy. <laughs> I would have too, because he was really funny in this movie. Right. Then we got Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. She's on The View now, but like... She, she was. A huge she had star. a. She had a lot of movies. Um, probably my favorite is Jumping Jack Flash, uh, which I, I think might be her first starring film. We also have John Lovitz uh, from Saturday Night Live fame and High School High, and he was in uh, The Wedding Singer briefly. Yeah, as a creepy wedding singer, which yeah. is hilarious. <laughs> Kathy Najimy, and she was she was in Hocus Pocus, right? She was in Hocus Pocus, and she is also. Hank Hill's wife on uh, King of the Hill. Oh. She's the voice. Okay. Um, then we got Mr. Bean himself, Rowan Atkinson. Yeah. Um, or Johnny English, however you want to describe him. Um, very funny guy. John Cleese, equally or more so as funny as Rowan Atkinson. And then we had, like, uh, I forget uh, who played Whoopi Goldberg's daughter. Uh, her name is Lanai Chapman. Yeah, and I, I, I didn't look her I, up at all. I don't think I recognized her, except she's a, for this she's movie. She's a beautiful woman, that's all I know. Yeah. Um, also, Dave Thomas is in this movie. Mm-hmm. So we have, like, three, like, really funny people and a bunch of other kind of funny people uh-huh. in this movie. And it really clicks in a lot of ways. And then we have, like, surprise appearances from, like, Gloria Allred for no reason. Yes. Um... Who else is Kathy in this Bates. movie? Kathy Bates. Yeah, we'll talk about Kathy Bates. <laughs> um, there was just a lot of pop-ups. Oh, uh, uh, Paul Rodriguez was in this yes. movie. You just don't see... These were people that were kind of not well seen or something. Well, Kathy Bates being Kathy the Bates exception. Was. She was a huge star. It still is. So, we could start, like, talking about this movie. Okay. All right. So, uh... These people are in no relation to each other whatsoever, except for, you know, couples. And there's a family. So that's John Lovitz, Kathy and Jimmy, and, and their kids. son and their daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all fat. They're just all fat people. Um, and then Whoopi Goldberg and uh, her daughter, Meryl. Meryl. They're meeting for the first time. They're meeting for the first time? I thought they were mother and daughter. They are, but it... It was like one of those, oh, I'm getting to meet my daughter for the first time. Oh, okay. Breckin Meyer has no relation with anybody except at the beginning of the movie where he talks to this other guy. He's there for a bachelor party. Oh, okay. And uh, there's a weird interaction in this movie right at the beginning where he's checking out of the hotel and she goes, she goes, well, that'll be, you know, oh, so yeah. much money. And it's a lot of money. He's like, why? She goes, oh, because of your movie rentals. And he's like, I, I didn't rent any movies. And she's <laughs> like, you didn't, you didn't order uh, Afro Horse Three. It was uh, something horrible. And he's like, yeah. no. It's like you watched it eleven times. And he's yeah. like, I was at a bachelor party. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And she says, well, at one point you watched The Grinch for a couple minutes, but then you switched over to Afro Horse 3 again. <laughs> and it's like, holy crap. Who who did this to him? So I feel like somebody pranked him. Absolutely. Because but, he wasn't going to stay. Yeah. And they're like, just gamble with us and have a little fun. And yeah. he's like, no, I have to leave. You're sticking the mud. Yeah. And he's, I'll get back. I'll get back to Breck and Meyer in a little bit. Um, so they're all like together and everything. And, but they all like play a slots, you know, yeah, at one point. The, the, the opening is just getting everybody in this hotel. Yeah. Introductions. Mm-hmm. And it's a long introduction, but it's still funny. And you don't realize that it takes as little time yeah. as it does uh, or as much time as it Seth does. Seth Green and, um, Vince. Vince. I, I wrote their names down. Yeah. Like their character names so that I could follow along. Right. And that, because it's just funny. But Dwayne and Blaine are the characters. Dwayne and Blaine. And they're trying to scam the hotel. Yeah. They they introduce them, like, and they have, like, a shot glass on the floor. And one of them was supposed to, like, trip over it and fall down the stairs. And instead, an old lady trips over it and falls down the stairs. These two are the Bugs Bunny of the movie. Yes. Very much so the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner. Not Roadrunner, but, like, that kind of cartoony, foil, yeah. silly, uh, physical humor. Um, and one of them, uh, uh, Vince. Blaine. Blaine. Is that his name? Yeah, he's Blaine. Okay. He has a tongue ring that he did himself. <laughs> and he's oh, yes, the whole time. <laughs> and, and, and I'm, I'm probably not even mimicking him well no uh, but it's still funny you get the point <laughs> but yeah his tongue is swollen it looks infected it looks t- it looks bad yeah so we have them uh john lovitz just got laid off from his job so he's gonna be in vegas for a little while for no they were reason. taking a family vacation yeah but he just got laid off i don't remember that part yeah. i didn't remember hearing that um rowan atkinson is just some foreign guy yeah. Um, he's supposed to be Italian, I think. I think so. His name is Enrico Pellini. Enrico Pellini. And then uh, what do, What else we got here? Amy Smart gets introduced later in the movie, like near the yeah, m- it's, beginning it's, middle. It's after they've gone and met with John Cleese. Yeah. They've all gotten their coin from a slot. Okay, so let's back up. Yeah. They all get this special coin in this slot machine. All right, so like they put in a quarter and maybe one coin comes out and it's that coin or maybe several coins come out and that coin is mixed in with it. Either way, it's not a coin that is like the other coins. Mm-hmm. It, it gets kind of funny because they go up to the thing. They're like, yeah, we got this coin. And they're like, oh, it's a special, you know. A special luncheon. Uh, like a special luncheon at 10 o'clock in the penthouse. Mm-hmm. And you're invited. And they're like, oh, boy, dinner. You know? Yeah, one was like, it's a buffet. I'll just pass. And I'm like, no, no, it's it's more than that. <laughs> There's a scene when they're they're all in this the, the, the penthouse. And then uh, Rowan Atkinson's character comes in. He goes, oh, what a room. Look at this room. Have any, have any of you seen this room? And then one of them goes, yeah, we're all standing in it. He goes, oh. That sounds like Seth Green's yeah. character. Yeah. <laughs> so that part's funny. John Cleese, and I wrote this down, uh, John Cleese has tombstone-style teeth. Yes. They're gigantic teeth. And they're white. They're like, white so as white. <laughs> yes. um, his teeth are distracting, to say the least. 
his name in the movie is the real name of the person in which he played in Faulty Towers. Faulty Tower. So I don't know how well to say this. Uh, his his character is named after the guy he played in real life. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. I don't think that made sense. And he's got a bunch of high rollers with him, right? Oh, yeah. But they're all behind this, like... It's a two-way gla- two-way glass mirror, thing. Yeah. And uh, so they're watching and they're making bets, like, who's gonna, who's gonna win this? Who's gonna win that? I was going to sit there and... Just list out every bet, and I kind of did in did in my notes. Oh, but list I meant, off all the bets. But I then. meant to do it like in a, a pure list. But they they bet on uh the maid which maid could hold on to the uh curtains longest. Yes, which maid would fall fastest um, from the curtain rod. Yeah, from the curtain rods. They uh <laughs> they bet on who would puke first in the plane. Yeah. Um, they voted on, okay, so there's a scene with Dave Thomas, a hooker comes to the room and he's asking for this most ridiculous thing, like a jacuzzi filled with Pepto-Bismol. Yeah, and while he clips her toes and then she shaves his buttocks. Yes, and so he's like, how much for that? And she's like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, how much for that? And so she finally gives him a price and then they all come out. And it's like $3,000. Yeah. I mean, that's a come pretty on. weird request. It's a pretty weird request. It's it's at least two hundred. <laughs> I don't know. It's at least. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they bet on everything. I know it's hilarious. Uh, they bet on uh, Dave Thomas a second time earlier in the movie. It's actually the first time they that they were betting on him. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have like this gigantic box of chocolates. Oh yeah, and they're betting on what's in the chocolate, and Dave Thomas has to eat each one and tell them yeah i mean it's just ridiculous high stakes goofy stuff so there's a part right here he says you're in a race you have to go to silver city silver city new mexico new mexico which is i think 600 miles away from las vegas 600 miles it's pretty much a straight shot all they have to do is get to new mexico open this locker because they all have locker keys with a tracking chip in it and uh, the one who opens the locker first and gets the bag wins $2 million. And there's $2 million in cash in the bag. Right. And he goes, so, go. <laughs> and everybody just sits there. They all sit there and they all have questions. They're like, I have a question. Um, what are the rules? And he goes, oh, this is very, very uh, interesting. See, there are no rules. Now, go. <laughs> and somebody else, I have a question. How do we tell who's winning? He goes, well, you see Mr. Uh, So-and-so over there, and that's Brecken Meyer's character. Uh, he's closer to the door, so he's right now winning. <laughs> so, go! <laughs> and uh, it just, it, it kind of escalates a little bit, and then they all are like, oh, well, I'll just Well, I'll John go. Cleese pulls out that gun. Oh, yeah, he pulls yeah. out the gun. <laughs> and, and he fires it in the air like a, uh, like a, like a starting pistol, like that. Yeah. And, and he that fires gets everyone's it. Everybody's attention. like, oh, crap. And they all just run for the door. Except Brecken Meyer. Because he's yeah. a stick in the mud. Oh, such a stick in the mud. <laughs> so hilarity ensues. A lot of hilarity. They kind of go their separate ways. John Lovitz gathers his family. He says, I got a, uh, I got a job interview in, in Silver City, New Mexico. Yeah, and it's, 
It's going to be important. That's the ticket. <laughs> he just played the liar. He did. You know? He did. Just, uh, just this, the same character he used to play in Saturday Night Live, where he's just lying. And he has these weird facial expressions. I like John Lovett as a comedian. He's funny in movies and on Saturday Night Live. He was very funny. So they, they he gathers up his family and they go. Uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. gets a cab. The guy's wearing a Dallas hat, you know, mm-hmm. for the Dallas Cowboys. Cuba Gooding Jr.'s backstory in this is that he's a referee. Mm-hmm. He flipped a coin and he botched it. Badly. Badly. And it costs people lots of money. And if you're in Las Vegas, you're just betting all the time anyway, right? Mm-hmm. So, obviously, people hate his guts in Las Vegas. Why would he go to Las Vegas? He wasn't supposed to be in Las Vegas. I don't know why he went there. Yeah, he's just in Vegas. This uh, game happened, like, a couple days ago. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, it's still fresh in everybody's mind. So, mm-hmm. I would have avoided everybody. Yeah, I'd have found a hole and yeah. just stayed there. And so he gets in this cab, and this guy's like, oh, you look familiar. And it's like, and, and Paul Rodriguez is, like, talking to him. And uh, he doesn't recognize him as the ref. Nobody tells a great yeah. story about how he cost him yeah. a bunch of money. Absolutely. <laughs> Cuba gets on, he goes into the airport, yeah. right? This other cabbie comes over, he goes, hey, you remember that ref? That's that guy. And he's like, oh, I had him in my cab. <laughs> you know? So there's his character. We got uh, Meyer decides to throw away his key, yeah, and just hang out at the at, at a bar for a couple minutes. Yeah, he's waiting for the plane. Oh yeah, he's he went to the airport already, but he threw away his key. He's not interested in this entire thing. Uh, he thinks it's a scam and it's going to just be a time waster. Um, this is where he meets Amy Smart. Yeah, and, and makes a terrible joke. <laughs> She's reading a book by Charles Lindbergh, not by Charles Lindbergh, about Charles Lindbergh. It's his biography. And for some reason, I think he's near a book stand. He has to be, right? I'm not sure. Because he just pulls that book out of thin air and says, I'm reading the same book. Yeah. And she's like, what's your favorite part? And he's like, oh, you know, the it's a pretty good story. She's like, he's like, what part are you on? And she goes, well, he just had a sex change. <laughs> and he's like, what the hell? So. <laughs> hilarious. Um. They have no chemistry together, really. No, not None. at first. He he makes a terrible joke at one point. I don't know if it's here or slightly it's when he later. Comes back, yeah. yeah, but he's like, uh, "Are there a lot of female pilots?" And I just cringe so much at that. Yeah, because I was like, "You're not only boring, you're also sexist." <laughs> um. Yeah. So she's a pilot, just waiting for her aircraft to be ready right yeah she drives a she pilots a helicopter now what is seth green and vince veloff doing they were unable to get a ticket on a plane yeah so they they decide to sabotage everyone else right and here's where the cartoony stuff comes in it is especially with these two and and later on with Whoopi goldberg and the the daughter as well because there's some wacky stuff that goes on there but he has a winch and he pulls it up you know, to a, uh, the air radar. traffic radar. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing starts spinning and thus bringing the, uh, the, their gigantic Range Rover, whatever it was, uh, closer and closer. Now Vince is going down the ladder going, Oh, this is not good. <laughs> and he looks down and right there, Seth Green coming <laughs> right back up at him. 
He's like, ah! And he starts climbing <laughs> up and climbing. Uh, eventually, the weight of the the, uh, the car, Jeep. yeah, it breaks. The tire gets stuck is yeah. what happens. Yeah. And, and so it breaks. So the whole thing breaks. Nobody can fly. Suddenly. Except Amy Smart. Except for Amy Smart. I, I really didn't like this character. I don't think I like many movies with Amy Smart in it. You've said this before. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's her fault, per se. It's probably not. I think it's just the character she's I think she's, given. I think she's been in stuff that I I could have liked. I mean, I like her in Crank, but she <laughs> plays some drugged out woman. Yeah. She was okay in The Butterfly Effect. Um, I forgot she was in that. That's a really good movie. And uh, I believe she was in Road Trip. I'm pretty sure. Road Trip, not Euro Maybe. Trip. Yeah. She's the only one that can fly. Breckenmeyer goes, you can fly. I need to be in Silver Dollar City. And she's like, oh, I'm going just to, to Roswell yeah. to get our whole fleet is getting painted. Yeah, um, he uses a lie as well to get his way. Yes, he does. And so there's a weird scene where she's going to fly over her house. Yes. And she's like, uh-oh, some my boyfriend's in the pool with, uh, with another his lady. girlfriend yeah. And so she like goes way low. And, like, he, it's an above-ground pool. Yeah. So it collapses. It um, just She starts dropping silly. tools on his truck. There's a scene, uh, like, this whole scene escalates to her chasing him down the road. In the and truck. down a yeah. dirt road. And the cops are coming after him. They didn't get arrested. Also, Seth Green and his brother didn't get arrested either. No. Uh, nobody gets arrested in this movie. One person gets pulled over by the cops. One. And that's because his daughter poops out a window and it lands on a cop car. So there's a lot of bizarre things happening in this movie. Long story short, there are really good scenes in here. There's a scene where John Lovitz is, uh, they make a pit stop at a Barbie museum. Oh, this is so funny. His daughter thinks it's a Barbie museum. It is a Barbie museum. Like Barbie dolls. Yeah, it's not that. It's not that at all. No. It is, what is his name? Klaus, Klaus Barbie? Klaus Barbie. He's a famous Nazi, apparently. Yeah. And it's just like, oh my gosh, what did we just stumble into? Because there exactly. are a bunch of Jewish people. Yeah. This is pre-9-11. Um, so there are jokes about Nazis. There's, you know, the thing at the airport. There's, they bust through several walls in this movie, if you'd noticed. Yeah. Like, Every time, every thing they do, it's like they bust through a wall and suddenly they're at a monster truck rally. <laughs> they bust through a wall. Suddenly they're at a Smash Mouth concert. Yeah. You know, they bust through a wall and it's a World it's War a, II a veterans oh, uh, yes. a memorial. Yeah. So, so they steal Hitler's car, right? Yes. Um, because they, their other car got sabotaged by uh, Seth Green and his brother. Mm-hmm. So... So they steal Hitler's car, which was at the Barbie Museum. Yes. And so one of the kids finds a harmonica, and he's like, you can't play that. He's like, why, Dad? He goes, because it's Hitler's harmonica. (laughs) You know, you can't play Hitler's harmonica. (laughs) All right. And then Kathy and Jimmy, she finds, like, Eva Braun's lipstick. She goes, ooh, it's dark. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Which which sets up more, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, later on, John Lovitz, he's... He had, he had gotten the lipstick on his hand, so he had smeared it on the steering on wheel. On the steering wheel, yeah. What kind of monster does that, first of all? One that's driving Hitler's car. I guess so. But he he's, 
somehow he gets the uh, a cigarette lighter in his mouth, I know, so he I don't can't know talk. How that happened. He's like, blah, 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 like that, and then like he hits he, something. He hit the car crash. Oh yeah, and he hits the steering wheel with his, his mustache lip. line, so it looks like he's got a Hitler, uh, Hitler stash. stash. And so like, and then they break through a wall, and they're at a World War Two memorial uh, for veterans, and he's up there trying to say something but his tongue hurts from the burn and his lip has a fake hitler stash his hair's all tussled up and he's giving the heil salute yeah, he- <laughs> and some old war veteran he pulls out his little ruger and he's like ah and he shoots at him and they're like ah and they run off so yeah it was very comedic um whoopi goldberg and her daughter have misadventures as well they should have um, bought a squirrel they should have bought a squirrel and I want to talk about Kathy Bates and her acting chops. Because that woman acts her butt off on everything I see. Yeah. I haven't seen anything. Even that uh, Netflix show that was failed called Disjointed. Yeah. She's still the best thing in that movie. Or really? In that show. I didn't I, I didn't really liked it. her as a character. Whenever I see her in a movie, I, you know, she's captivating. She's a good actress. Right. Even in this, where she plays some lady that just has a bunch of squirrels and, like, gives directions. Even though I think she's killed several people. She's definitely killed people. Um, she's still, like, really good at what she did. If yeah. that had been anybody else, they'd have hammed it up. Mm-hmm. She didn't ham it up. No. That's my thing about Kathy Bates. She's just really good. They say, she's like, I'll give you the secret way to the freeway. Why could nobody figure out to get on a freeway? Like, nobody's ever driven before? Well, they probably don't live in this area. It doesn't matter. You see road signs, you just follow them. That's true. From Las Vegas to Silver City, I guarantee you, there's some kind of toll road what or year? turnpike. What 2001? 2001. Yeah, there's GPS. And... <laughs> yeah, there's exactly. A, there's a lot going on here that's like, eh. I mean, they use GPS trackers on their keys. But anyway, they go this secret way and down this hill and they're crashing because they're the, the hill's way too steep uh that kathy bates directed them to yeah and i said you should have bought a squirrel yes and then they go off this cliff and <laughs> land in a pile of cars and then in the pile of cars a skeleton like falls out yeah. of one of the cars and it's and, got the bag of peanuts it's got that bag of peanuts <laughs> that that kathy bates gave them so kathy bates is a murderer She's a serial killer at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. We can talk a little bit about Seth Green and Vince. Their adventure was so much a cartoon. Oh my gosh. It was literally some of the funniest stuff in the movie. It really was. Um, a lot of screaming, a lot of physical comedy. A lot of running. A lot of running. So they, they, uh, they decide that they're going to split up and they decide to make another key. Yes. Except... These dopes are saying $2 million. That's a lot. In Silver City, in New Mexico. In front of the key guy. In front of guy. the key. Yeah, in front of the key, locksmith. And the guy, like, gives them dummy keys and takes off with the key. Yeah. And so they're chasing after him. Again, nobody gets arrested. And there's somehow an air show going on as well. The, there was a cop that went after them. Oh, yeah, but they were getting their gas siphoned. Yes, Breckenmeyer and Amy Smart had siphoned their gas. Yeah. And so... You know, they couldn't go anywhere. The cop Yeah, so the cop ran out of gas. Ran out of gas. <laughs> so that's the closest anybody got arrested. Yes. The closest. 
Uh, okay, they they chase him to an airfield. He gets into a the the locksmith gets into a hot air balloon. They're chasing this this locksmith who's in the air, but there's like this long rope. Yeah, he left the rope down. Uh, down, and uh, Seth Green gets on that. No, yes, Seth Green gets on that. Yeah, but first Vince got on the hood of the car to get the rope. Yeah, Seth Green puts it on cruise control. And like, this is not how this works. And, and then he gets a rope, but yeah. Vince is on the hood of the car facing forward yeah, like a hood ornament. He doesn't realize Seth Green's not in the car yeah. anymore. And he, he looks up and he sees him and he looks back and he screams. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of screaming from this guy. Okay. One of the cows, did you realize, had a map of the world on it? No. As it's designed. Really? Yeah. I, I did not. I saw that and it. It literally, it made me laugh out loud. That's funny. I've seen this movie like five or six times. Yeah. I've never it's noticed that. It's a map that. of the world. <laughs> Next time you see it, just go, map of the world, map of, there it is. <laughs> um, but one of the cows gets tied up, because they go through a cow pasture at this point. One of the cows gets tangled up in the rope, so it's hanging upside down. There's some gross stuff, like it sneezes on one of them. Seth Green eventually gets the key. Right? Yeah, he eventually gets the key back. And he lands in a pond. And of course, the uh, the car is coming down after him, yes. too. So he's trying to outrun the car uh, with Vince hanging on for dear life. And then that knocks him into the pond. So I think the car's dead at this point, right? Yeah, their car's gone, I think, at that that particular car. Yeah, I can't remember. But yeah, they they have a couple cars in this movie. They they steal another car. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that and then the, the, there's this scene, this really cool scene with them at no, this is where their car gets destroyed because they're still in that convertible. Okay. Um where they they bust into a monster truck rally. Oh yeah. Um one of You got to tell the them why they bust in though. Why did they bust in? They encountered these girls on the highway. Oh, yeah. And so... Uh, They're matching piercings. Vince, Vince is driving. He's Blaine. And he's the one with the piercings. Yeah. And the passenger of the other car is all pierced up. And so he, they're, like, doing the tit for tat, like, ah. Yeah. And, and finally, he, he lifts up his shirt and he shows a nipple piercing. And he's like, ah, I, I'm awesome, you know. Well, she stands up and opens, opens that thing up. Opens her shirt, which you don't see. You do see some side boob. Um, Spectacular and, side boob. And both Seth Green and Vince, their mouths drop and they're just like looking. What? It's like they're looking at an <laughs> angel herself. Exactly. And uh, so then the car veers off in through the wall. Yeah. And hilarity ensues. So yeah. So <laughs> they're trying to get out of the way of all these monster trucks, and they're like, "Oh, just park over there." So they park over there, and they don't realize they're in the lineup of cars that this other truck is going to just jump yeah. over. And there's this slow motion thing where there's the uh, the truck is in the background, like flying in the air, coming straight at them, and they're like pushing each other and punching and <laughs> yanking each other away, trying to get out the door. It's and, like, just jump over the top already, <laughs> dummies. <laughs> and eventually they get out and they run and the thing lands on, on their car and the car is toast at that point. Yeah. This is where they steal the monster truck. Yes. So they're look, the, the, the monster truck drivers are like, oh my God, there were people in that one. And they're looking. And then 
Seth and, and the brother are like suckers and they get in the car and, yeah. and, and the monster truck and leave. So that part, oh my gosh, that part was hilarious. This is the first time I noticed that the monster truck, when it's taking off and in the air, yeah, is like a CGI truck. Of course it is. I never noticed that before <laughs> because I've always been so invested in just watching and yeah. having a good time I that I finally noticed it. And I was like, oh, I feel cheated. <laughs> <laughs> we'll back up to Rowan Atkins' character now. He has a disease. It's called narcolepsy. Oh, yeah. So he was the first one down the stairs in the hotel and he's running through the lobby and then he just stops and he's standing there. Yeah. And they're like, what's he doing? (laughs) I think he's sleeping. What? He's narcoleptic. And one guy was like, I bet on him. (laughs) Yeah. Um, There's a scene with him and and a heart with Wayne Knight. Yes. Wayne Knight Newman from Seinfeld or the guy Newman. that gets the guy that gets eaten by the little flappy uh, necked uh, dinosaur in Jurassic Park, the first one. He totally deserved it. He did. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's like, I gotta get to Silver Dollar City too because I'm delivering this heart. All the fl- all the flights are down. Yeah. And Mr. Bean was like, or Ron Atkinson, he was like asleep for a very long time. Yeah. Like, I forgot he was in the movie yeah. until they show him. And I'm like, well, he's not going to win. He's, <laughs> he's like 30 minutes behind everybody now. And uh, so he gets in this ambulance that actually the ambulance hit him. And that's why he's giving him the ride. He's like, right. It's like, uh, you, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. So there's this thing with the heart. He's like, <laughs> he tells, he tells uh, Ron Atkinson, he's like, you, you want to, you want to see it? He is the worst ambulance driver, <laughs> paramedic, whatever he is. Rowan's like, Rowan's transporter. Like, see what? <laughs> the heart. Oh, we shouldn't do that. <laughs> Why not? It's right there. It needs air. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, it doesn't. So they lose the heart out the window. So they have to go out and see it. They see a dog. And he thinks it's got a squeaky toy, so he takes his squeaky toy and throws it. It's actually the heart. Mm-hmm. Um, Wayne Knight decides uh, when they get the heart that it's not going to be useful anymore. Yeah, it's got puncture yeah. wounds. And, and, uh, and he's going to have to take out Rowan Atkinson's heart. He was like, we can just find a hobo. And he's like, where would we find a hobo? Yeah. And then he looks at Rowan Atkinson with, like, sinister, just... Over right. clouds, everything, you know. His escape is hilarious. He just runs to some train tracks and jumps in the air. And a bullet train is just passing by. And yeah. he just gets on the bullet train at yeah. that point. I was like, um, we don't have those here. Yeah, I don't think we have a bullet train. <laughs> if we have a bullet train, contact us at uh, Funtime Movies 1. That is Funtime Movies and the number one. We're going to go to Cuba Gooding Jr. And the one thing about him is that he's not having a good day. No, not at all. Uh, the he, cabbie he, yeah. leaves him basically out in the middle of the desert. He went to, back to the same cab. Yeah. Like, that was a mistake. And uh, they just leave him out there, and he's he just wandering gonna, the desert for a long time. He like, was going to take that cab all the way to Silver City, by yeah, the way. he was. And I was like, how much 
much money is that going to cost? That, that would cost less than two million dollars. Well, true, but if you didn't, <laughs> if you weren't the first one there, yeah. But yeah, he. It kind of reminded me of um, that family vacation, vacation movie, yeah. where he gets stuck out in the desert. Yeah, after they crash into yeah. uh, the Grand Canyon. Uh, yeah, that's that's exactly what I was going to say. It looked just like that. And when he gets to this filling station, uh, he finds the water and he's like lapping up the water. And he finds there's a bus full of Lucille Ball impersonators. <laughs> Here's my question. Uh-huh. Where did they come from? They were on their way. To... No, where did they come from? Oh, I don't know. I know, know. where they're going to. Yeah. I why, don't know. Why are there... 10,000 Lucy impersonators <laughs> on a damn bus. Uh, there's no Fred Mertz. There's no Ricky Ricardo. It's only Lucy. That's weird, right? If you had your choice of any character to be off of the island, Ricky Lucy, Ricardo. Really? Yes. Well, you're a dude. Yeah, I know. But if you're a woman, would you want to be uh, Ethel? No. Yes. No. You'd want to be Lucy. Even that there Lucy was, had there a was way an, better marriage. There was an Asian Lucy, an old Lucy, a, uh, a transvestite Lucy. Yeah. Uh, there were so many Lucys. And they acted like Lucy from the TV show. I know. It was so, so it funny. Was, I, I think this is the most annoying part of the movie. Really? Yeah. I love the Lucys. Um, when the the bathroom mishap happens and the, the whole thing yeah. is filled with bubbles, or bubbles and soap. Yeah. Um, when uh, they wreck, or the tire... They lose the tire, and they're yeah. like, Wah! Yeah. And uh, then that thing almost falls over on them and kills them. Um, and then he just leaves. They chase him. <laughs> they they finally find out that he is not really a bus driver, and right. they are pissed. <laughs> Which, they should be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, he just, he leaves. But why did he have to take off all his clothes when he was telling them he wasn't a bus driver anymore? That part didn't He just sense. stripped down to his boxers and just walked right off. Yeah, he was like, this isn't my shirt, and this isn't my pants, and it's like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> when he got that bus driver's outfit, that is the most ridiculous thing. Oh, yeah. It's like, my wife is having a baby. What? Yeah. Give me your jacket. What do you need my jacket for? For her. For the baby. No, it was her amniotic sack. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh. Yeah. You know, like, nobody's ever heard of anything inside a woman ever, you know, in this Apparently conversation. Apparently not. It's like, it's like, hey, give me your, give me your pants. What do you need that for? Her vagina. <laughs> you know? And he's like, oh, my God. And he takes off his pants. Uh, give me your shirt. What do you need that for? For the baby. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Give me your hat. We don't see what actually happens to the bus driver. No, no. Did he he's, knock him out? Or did I don't the bus know. driver just willingly give him all of his clothes and, and be just, like, well, I'm stuck here now, I'm, I'm just, naked. I'm just going to hang out here in the bath. Yeah. It, or a restroom. Some things don't need an explanation. No, they don't. So that's basically Cuba Gooding's story. Mm-hmm. Um, Amy Smart and Breck and Meyer, they were so boring. Yeah, they the really. Movie. They, they really were just. Trying to get there. Yeah. Um, Meryl and uh, Whoopi. Yes. Uh, they, they had some fun stuff. They had some fun stuff. What was... Well, they, how, how did they make it to the rocket car? 
Well, they they crashed into the pile of cars. That's right. And then they were going through the desert and they came upon this grand buffet and like water and a reception was happening. Yeah. And then they find out there's uh, going to be a speed test happening. Yeah. And then they and just it's this decided, ridiculous yeah. rocket car that is going to go uh, faster than the speed of sound, um, which kind of helps out Breck and Meyer and Amy Smart again in this movie uh, because of the, the oh, yes. guy. Yeah. And uh, they get in that car and it's just like, they just go. Well, it's kind of funny first because the driver is giving a press conference. Yeah. And he's like, is there any questions? And someone in the crowd asks a question. And then he, you know, asks if there's any more. And Whoopi opens the, 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 like, the window and goes, yeah, how do you start it? And he goes, that's a really great question. And then he tells them <laughs> how to start the car. And then they just go. Not realizing that they're in there. So they're going at least... The speed of sound. Oh, yeah. They break a sound barrier and and record. And and, uh, the the one funny thing that happens here that's very cartoony is, you know, their jaws are getting all mangled and it looks all, you know, it's all CGI. It's like, you know, kind of deal. They uh, pass this uh, auto dealer or auto mechanics place. And this mechanic is right at that point um, holding a gun up to Breckenmeyer, Amy Smart's heads. Basically saying, you know, this is this is another tool for a mechanic. Yeah. And he's trying to rip them off. He gave them like some sealant for their uh, oil, and uh, it's like twenty bucks. And he wants five hundred. So yeah, I was like, really? Yeah. Which is also very reminiscent of vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Again, there's some there's some parallels. Didn't even think about that. Uh huh. Um, but they break the sound barrier. When they pass, and then the uh, the whole entire uh, mechanic's garage just falls over. Yeah, it and it was his the gun sign. goes off, <laughs> and then Whoopi Goldberg like looks to her right, um, and there's a bullet following them like right against the window. She's she's like, oh oh, <laughs> you know, and it's kind of their story too. It's like there's really no character development in this movie. It's I don't just think like needs to be. boom, 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 popcorn yeah. type uh, yeah. vignettes, and uh, so Dave Thomas, he's waiting for them at Silver City. Yes, he's they waiting all, to see who gets there. They all seem to get there about the same time. Yes, even um, except for Rowan Atkinson. Yeah, he's still on the bullet. He's train. still on the train. You're like, oh, I forgot about him again. Yeah, and he sort of. Uh, He's on the train. He gave a little kid that was sitting next to him yeah. his key. Uh-huh. And then the kid, like, stowed it away somewhere. So he's looking all over this kid for the key. And the parents were asleep sitting across from them. And after a minute, he's like, ooh, I think I feel it. And then the, the woman's like, what are you doing to my son? Yeah. And, like, he's <laughs> like, no, I feel it. It's so tiny. And, and it's like, oh, no. Um, he gets booted. Yeah, he gets booted, but he still has his key. What's funny is he gets booted right in front of the station yeah, of where right he needs to be. right at the station of where he needs to be. And uh, that's that's it. He wins. So he gets there first. Yeah. But he doesn't win. What? What happens? Well, he, they, he gets the, the key. Yeah. He gets the key in the, uh, in the lock. And, and he turns it and he falls asleep. Yeah. But the hooker takes the money. The hooker takes the money. And then they chase them down. They get the money back. 
And suddenly Smash Mouth. And yeah, and suddenly they break into a concert for like, what is it called? It's like Feed the Earth. Feed the Earth. Let's see here. Yeah, Feed the Earth. And they're all like fighting on stage and they don't know they're on stage. No, because everything's black. Everything's dark Which is weird. Yeah, and then the lights come on, the drummer's drumming and everybody stops suddenly. They're like, whoa, that's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. They're like, yeah, it's $2 million. And they're like, oh, $2 million. We're going to make our goal. Yeah, like everybody get them jackets and nobody's cluing in yet. And so they all agree to just give the money away, except for maybe Seth Green. Yeah, um, until, until you know. The, the girl from earlier that took her top off for him shows up, and the brother's like, give the money, you know what's right. <laughs> what's great is she also has a tongue piercing. Yes. And so when she speaks, she sounds, she sounds just, just like, like him. him. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, they, they play uh, All Star, because... That's their only song. Yeah. Um, I like I like their song that they did for uh, Can't Hardly Wait. Um, that was a good song. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Um, I like uh, Might As Well Be Walking on the Sun. Yeah. I think those are the only three songs I know by them. Well, they did uh, a remake of The Monkey's Believer. That's not their song, though. No, it's not their song, but they performed it. So, <laughs> that's it. That's that movie. Yeah. Um, so, oh. The great thing, though, at the end is that after they give away their money, the Sinclair and all the other guys are there, and yes. they give them the shaft by saying that they will Sinclair will match the donations. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and so Sinclair has to match the donations. So Feed the Earth got a lot of money that day. Yes, it did. Um. So yeah, it's a movie. It's it's a good one, directed by Larry Zucker. If you like an ensemble cast. Some this one was stacked. Yeah. Full of people. Yeah. I'd say this movie's like a B plus for me. I can say that too. I can yeah. say that. It's not like an A. No. But it's definitely a good time. It is a good time. It's yeah. it's it's one of those movies you could sit down, watch, and just have fun watching a movie. Right. It's not like it's not like you're watching The Godfather, you know, where you gotta kinda pay attention to every little detail that goes on. So, where did we watch this? It was on demand. It yeah. was uh, MoviePlex. Mo- MoviePlex. But you also said that you oh, found it on Amazon, Amazon Streaming. Prime. Yeah. So, you can watch this on Amazon Streaming, or you can watch this on MoviePlex if you have that for your cable provider. Yeah, we happen to have Comcast. Yeah. What's What's your favorite part of the movie, though? Uh, my favorite part is probably the scene... With the interaction between Blaine and the girl driving down the road. Okay. It's just so fun. But I also really enjoy the Nazi part. Yeah. (laughs) Where they're in the museum. (laughs) That one was uncomfortable. Why do you think they bought the tickets once they realized what this was? They bought tickets to a tour. They had to have. I don't think they realized what it was at first until they got in there. They got in there, saw what is surrounding them. There's a gift shop right there with Nazi they they're not paying attention. So they're just like, yeah, we'll just buy the tour. Exactly. That's insane. I can see it happening. I cannot. <laughs> I think my favorite part of the movie is uh, pretty much anything that Seth Seth Myers was in. It's not Seth. Seth Myers. Green. Seth Green. Yeah, anything he was really Seth Green fun was to watch. In. And uh, yeah, he was fun. Uh, his uh, Vince Vilov, and I might be butchering his name because I, I V I E L U F Vilov. Yeah. 
And he's not been in much of anything that I could say I've watched. Yeah, I don't think so. So I really I enjoyed him too. Him. So I don't know what. Yeah, he is very funny. Where he's at? Very, very funny. In fact, I mixed him up with that Ike Barinholtz guy for a long time. Oh. I thought they were the same guy. I thought he was the guy from Mad TV. That's funny. And even Ike Barinholtz might not be the guy from Mad TV. He is. Okay, good. Yeah. So I got one right. <laughs> one for two. So anything that they were in. I like the thing with the air show. Mm-hmm. I like the thing with the cows. I like the thing with the uh, the monster trucks. Um, them falling you know, like in love with that girl. I like that Seth Green was like, I'm a dirty, rotten scoundrel. And his brother's like, no, we're good hearted people. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> so Do it that's mom. what I like. What, uh, what didn't you like about the movie? Um, I could have lived without Cuba Gooding Jr. and Breckenmeyer in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm I really more... liked the, I love Lucy parts right. because I like that show. But his storyline, I just did not care for him at all. <laughs> he was a terrible person, so I'm not supposed to like yeah. him. And then Brecken, he's just boring. Yeah. And he that's like, a shame because he's involved with Robot Chicken as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I know he's funny. I've seen him in other things where he's semi-funny. Didn't he play uh, uh, the human in the Garfield movie? I did not watch that movie, so I have no idea. I think idea. he did. He's tried to play roles where he's funny. Yeah. I just don't like him in, I don't think I like him in any movie I've ever seen him in. I can't think of a movie where I go, you know that Brecken Meyer movie? That movie was awesome. So yeah, for me it was like anything with Brecken Meyer in it, it was just like, ugh. Our movie just crawled, you know, slowed down to a crawl. So who was your most liked character? I would have to say Blaine. Blaine? It was just too comedic. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think I'm going to say Blaine as well. I was I was thinking Blaine or John Lovitz uh, because they both had like pretty good arcs in this movie where their type of personality was said. It, it seemed like it was more their story. Yeah, so we're probably just going to say that our least liked character was Bracken Myers, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I feel bad for this guy because, you know, he's popular. He's talented. He's talented. Uh, but we just didn't like him in this movie. You think there was a possible theme or lesson in this movie? Um, I think there was supposed to be a lesson about greed. Yeah. But it's just a silly movie. Yeah, it is. And I do think that uh, them giving the money away, even though they all desperately like broke the law to do this, mm-hmm. um, that kind of teaches something. I, I, I'm not going to put it into words. I mean, you can put it in your own words. Know what I'm saying? No. Why? How it's objective. That... The idea is objective. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the soundtrack. What did you think about the music in this movie? It really did feel like a uh, Warner Brothers cartoon. Yeah, it did. I, I could have done without Smash Mouth. <laughs> like any other band. Even a fake band would probably have been better. Yeah. Yeah. Um... They were just so dang popular around this time. They were. It they were everywhere. Early 2000 uh, to 2001, 2005, maybe even. I think they were in, they, they had a song in every movie. Yeah. They're, I'm sure this is how they made their money. Whoever their agent is, everyone should get. 
Yeah. Because they made a ton of money. They had to have. Yeah, especially, you know, with kids' movies and uh, and these PG-13, PG movies. Yeah. Yeah, they were, they were everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, Smash Mouth. Good job, guys. You made money. <laughs> um, so, how much do you think this movie costs to make? Um, I'm going to say $80 million. $80 million? You know I'm terrible at That's this. a lot of money. They were everywhere. There was a lot of shoots in different areas, a lot of props. Yeah. Uh, no, this movie cost $48 million to See, make. See, I'm terrible at this. Yeah. But how much do you think they made? Forty million. No, is that's it even silly. lower? No, is it higher? It's eighty-five million. So I had it backwards. <laughs> yeah, they they made about eighty-five million dollars. So this movie made money, that's and good. I think it helps that it was a PG thirteen movie. It yeah. wasn't a raunchy comedy. Yeah, families could actually take yeah. their kids to see it. Um, I mean, there's some raunchy parts in the movie. I mean, you're not going to take a thirteen year old to a movie that says Afro Horse three seven times no. in a row. No. Um. So. But I mean, a lot of people wouldn't have expected that at first. Yeah, either. yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah, they it made money. There's a couple plot holes I didn't understand. Like, why was there so much going on that day? It just happened. You know, yeah. They have an air show, they have a monster truck rally, they have a World War Two veterans uh <laughs> thing. Uh, holiday yeah. holiday weekends, a lot of stuff happens yeah. though. So and it then could they have got been the a holiday. Earth campaign. I mean yeah. All that stuff happened that day. In that 600 miles. Yeah. Within that. Yeah. How many people live in that? That must be a very dense population. That's all I'm saying. Especially as much desert as they drove through. Yeah. All right. So this has been the Happy Funtime Movie Hour. You can follow us on Twitter at Funtime Movies One. That is Funtime Movies and the number one. You can also follow us on Facebook now. And we, uh, we have that as Happy Funtime Movie Hour. Right. On Facebook, we are on iTunes, we are on Google Podcasts, and we are now on Stitcher. Yeah. So thank you, Stitcher, for accepting us. Yeah. <laughs> um. So subscribe. Yeah, subscribe. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Um, give us a suggestion of what you'd like us to talk about. Absolutely. If you have a suggestion, we have a suggestion in our uh, in our Twitter that they want us to do labyrinth. Yeah. Uh, starring David Bowie and Jennifer Connelly. And uh, I'm willing to watch that movie again. Yeah. We also have another uh, request to do Princess Bride. Oh, yeah, we do. Princess Bride. So two movies from the 80s, two very, I think, similar movies. We could do a double feature. Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> go back to back. <laughs> Welcome to the happy fun time movie. Six hours. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Just follow us. Yeah. Have fun listening to us yeah and uh above all that just go watch a movie (laughs) go watch a movie